Welcome back, everybody, to Corona Chronicles. I am Zane Bottler. This is Umar Sheikh, and we are at episode number... Six, I believe. Great. We have an action-packed episode for you guys today. Um, action-packed. Uh, define action-packed. We got some politics. We got politics, some news. okay. News, We got okay. some little TMZ dabble. TMZ dabble. Love it, love um, it. So a little bit of everything that we've already been doing. And then, obviously, we got a little NARA update. Oh, yeah, NARA update. Ooh, the most important thing. What's the NARA update looking like? So, shout out to our chief correspondent, um, Zoe Maud, and uh, our food correspondent, Mohammed Al-Handi, who, uh, y'all, if y'all didn't listen to episode number five, we had him featured on there. But the news is, is NARA, officially, NARA has tables set up in their parking lot for food and shisha. Wow. So, why are we not doing this episode over there? That's my main question. Damn. Pondering times. Instead, I'm over here in this corner of the room. You're in that corner of the room. Bro, it's like 2 a.m. Both of us are kind of tired. But we ain't really ever tired, oh, are we? we? We we get this energy for our fans, bro. For our fans, especially our fans that we want to shout out right now. Shout out for the procedure of following, letting Zane and myself know... What's been going on? So, shout out to Zareen. Shout out to Daniel Abbasi. And shout out to Atif. You three uh, shared as we asked the viewers. Shared on your story. Promoted the podcast. Anyone who promotes the podcast on Instagram and puts it on their story, then uh, uh, you're going to get a shout out in the next episode. So, And like we said, all bars are accepted. So All bars. So speaking of which, uh, Atif actually, uh, I don't know Atif. Atif's a friend of Hendy's, and he messaged me and he said that he knows someone who's been directly involved in uh, dealing with a lot of corona patients uh, directly, and he's kind of painted a picture of the fears essentially being um, that we could be in the state that Italy's in right now within the next two weeks. 100%. I, I uh, got some breaking news today, actually, on a personal note. Oh, breaking news, personal note. My uh, tenant, when I lived in San Francisco. You lived in San Francisco? I did live in San Francisco. Bro. Shout out Bay Area. Oh, man. Um, but my tenant, actually, he, one of my boys, actually, now, um, I reached out to him just asking how he was doing, especially with Bay Area being a little more inclined with this corona protocol and you know actions or, or protocol in the means of social distancing um, companies taking certain measures to limit um, interaction so I just reached out to him casually said hey hope you're doing well um, and just stay safe whatever whatever and he got back to me saying that he was actually flying or he flew to Montenegro where his family's from and immediately when he landed he was put into a government-monitored facility. Mm-hmm. And my point being is Montenegro is not a big country. Yeah. 
they took the measure of throwing the whole plane in a 14-day quarantine. And now he's stuck with a random person that he does not know in essentially like a hotel, if you want to call it. Wow. But he was telling me that the military is there. And they're enforcing the fact that like they can't leave. If they have, they have internet access, they can work from there. But they have to stay there for 14 days to ensure that the quarantine is fully measured, fully thought through. So why was he in Montenegro in the first place? Yeah, so his dad retired back in Montenegro. Okay. Um, so he was visiting him. Um, but the funniest part of all this, and he laughs about this too, is although he went to, he went to Montenegro for the purpose of visiting his dad, and he got there, I think, five, six days ago. Mm-hmm. He still hasn't seen his dad yet. What? So, it's like, he he's asking himself, what's going on? So, wait, there's no way that he can quarantine in his dad's place? No. It, it's all government monitored. Like, there's no ifs, ifs or buts about it. And he was telling me that, like, now, because of work, he just stays in his room, eats food, and works from home. Dang. So... Things are getting serious. Works from home, which is not his home. Not his home. Not even his dad's home in Montenegro. And and I think another point to bring up is, you you even mentioned it with Atif bringing up these points, but I think the U.S., and this is my personal opinion, is, is about to severely get hit. Yeah, and I think it's fair for a lot of these European countries to take all these measures with a neighboring country going through such drastic... Um, times the spikes in deaths like just t- today there were 600 deaths in italy big time and, that's and, unheard of and, and they're just adding new cases every day and it just looks like it- italy is just battling an internal war against this virus and, and like you just said like italy is truly battling this virus at the core root right now italy's um government just asked the military to lock down their borders completely and i think just like the u.s um once you ask the military to get involved in any capacity, mm-hmm. things are serious. You know, like, you, you can't really hide these facts of, hey, like, yes, we're on the right track. Oh, yeah, we have the right amount of testing. But when you ask the military to get involved to either secure the border or create hospitals or whatever the case may be, you know, like, I, I think that's a little worrisome. Do you think the military could get involved here? I definitely think so. And I think... Sooner rather than later would be a lot better because in today's press conference, for example, the president um, was just confidently just throwing these numbers of, yeah, we have X, Y, Z. We ordered X, Y, Z amount of ventilators. We have this many hospital beds. I'm working with every single governor around the, the U.S. and they're all cooperative. X, like just going on and on about, yeah, like we're doing a good job. And then... Dr. Fauci, who's like the doctor of this coronavirus in the U.S., he came out and said he, he didn't contradict what Trump said. I, I don't want to say that, but he did come out and say, listen, like there are people in this country right now yep. that cannot get tested because of the Absolutely. limited source of testing resources that we have. Mm-hmm. And you could see immediately on Trump's face that it was just like, shit, like the guy, the the experts, because Trump likes referring to the professionals, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't want, because he's not a medical expert. But immediately after Dr. Fauci said that, Vice President Pence came up on stage and was like, no, we've done this much. 
we ordered this many beds, we've ordered this many ventilators, we're working with this manufacturer to create this, this, this. And it's just like you're painting a you're painting a false image that is not truthful to what should be said to yeah. the general public. And just like my 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 tenant from Montenegro just telling me like even though it's a smaller country, he's seeing the impact that it's making For at sure. a macro, micro, whatever level you want to say, but he's seeing it firsthand. Mm -hmm. And for for medical professionals, even right now that are working in New York, Seattle, SF, all over the U.S., um, they see the real pain that Corona is bringing in, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm an average American that just painting. You're average. Oh, dang. I'm an average American <laughs> painting a picture of what Corona is based off the media. Yeah. But for doctors, nurses medical assistance, the list goes on and on about these people that are putting the time and effort to truly find a cure or not even find a cure, but just help eliminate this as much as possible. They're yeah, seeing and I think, the impact. I think that both um, U.S. and China, I was seeing something of both of them starting to begin vaccine testing. Mm. And it's essentially just a race between U.S. and China on who can develop this vaccine first. But the interesting part is if China finds the vaccine or has a ready-to-use vaccine first, they're most likely going to make it available to the public for free. Sure. Whereas United States, they would find a way to patent it and profit off of it. So, so my question to you is, is I'm sure you heard of it, but Trump now refers to coronavirus as the Chinese virus. Mm -hmm. So tell me a couple of things. So first thing is, what are your thoughts on him characterizing and labeling it as the Chinese virus? And then two, like... How do you think this <laughs> this represents future relationship with China? Although Trump, f like, flamboyantly like just says that he has the best relationship with uh, uh, President Xi. Well, first of all, I just think it's funny how everybody's calling it Corona, <laughs> and man goes out of his way <laughs> Bro, to make so sure obvious. everyone knows that it's a Chinese virus. Like at this point. The origins don't matter anymore. Everybody's calling it Corona. Just call it Corona. And man, there was a, on his notes, Corona was written on oh, there. Oh, really? And he crossed it out and wrote Chinese virus. Bro, it's not even, don't even call it uh, Corona. Just call it the technical term, COVID-19. COVID-19. Like, no, I mean, you could call it COVID-19. You call it Corona. Yeah, but sure. when it's like Chinese virus, like, come on, bro. You're, you're, you're intentionally going out of your way to call it that and trying to create some sort of narrative you're trying so to appropriate people, a whole race right well i mean it's a, a country it's not I mean, technically yeah, a race yeah, yeah, but, yeah but, but i mean I asian can americans see, i can see how if you blame it on the chinese then people will start blaming asian americans or looking at asian americans differently yeah for sure um i don't know what his goal is with calling it the chinese virus i don't know if he's trying to win over the working class who don't like the Chinese because they're like, oh, they're the ones who took our jobs away. Yeah. But I don't know why he's doing so much with this Chinese. Like, first time you say it, okay, whatever. It's like, fool like, me once. It just, yeah, literally fool me once. You say Chinese virus once, we correct you, say corona or COVID-19. And man continuously goes out of his way. And then second of all, relationship with China, I don't think that Trump ever had, like, a positive view of it view of china in general um as much as he says he does i think china is um like an ally to a lot of our businesses here 
but it's also at the same time china can be portrayed as an enemy of the working class Big time. Um, where we have a lot of trade agreements and uh, a lot of jobs are sent overseas because of china and that's why i feel like it's stimulating that stereotype by calling it a chinese virus it just goes back to like what is what is trump's ultimate narrative by doing this i don't know man has all sorts of narratives ever since he got into office before getting into office and um and and at the same time i think he's always looking into the best interest of himself yeah and whatever he's doing right now for corona it could be a republican move it could be a democratic move but the move in general needs to be something that he will be like, okay, this is what's going to get me reelected in 2020. And just to bounce off that, like today at this press conference, it was all over the news today, but Trump got really feisty. Mm-hmm. Um, he just went at it with this reporter who was asking Trump to directly address the citizens of America on people who are like, what should they, he essentially asked, what would Trump want to say to Americans that are fearful of the impact that COVID-19 would have potentially mm-hmm. a valid question? Like no questions asked about that. Like it, it's a legitimate valid question. And Trump essentially just went off and bashed on this reporter saying you're a disgrace to re- reporting um, fake news. And he thought he was funny by saying, I call you Concast rather than rather than Comcast. Like, mm-hmm. are you a third grader, bro? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it just... I, I feel like Trump has two two methods whenever he can't uh, come up with an answer. He either attacks the person asking him questions or he goes to either uh, Vice President Pence or someone else that he can kind of put the blame on or, oh, well, I think the best person to answer this is this person because I can't BS an insult or BS a good response relatively quickly. So I think that's just Trump's nature. I mean, we've seen him do all sorts of wild and out-of-line things um, ever since he got into office, before he got into office. Uh, So I just think that at this point, I'm not even surprised. Uh, I think what's more surprising, and I was going to touch on this, is there were four senators, and I'm going to pull this up because of the article. kind of sus, There were... uh, Four senators who were accused of insider trading. Damn. So in 2012, there was a uh, Stock Act passed, which was stands for Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge. And there was a senator from North Carolina. His name is Richard Burr. And he was against this um, Stock Act, and he voted against it. But nonetheless, it was passed anyways. And then in the pa- over the past few uh, weeks whenever this um, pandemic uh, when this knowledge came to Congress of oh the seriousness of Corona and the potential that it could have on businesses Burr and three other senators so that would be Senator Loeffler from Georgia Senator which I believe is a Democrat correct uh, she is She's from Georgia. I don't know if she's a Democrat. So today Trump actually, I think, I'll, 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 I'll chime in once you tell yeah. him, tell us who the then senators are. There's, okay, so the funny thing about Loeffler, so um, Burr, he was against the Stock Act, and he saved about, or he sell, sold the stocks for 
anywhere from 628000 to $1.72 God damn. It, it gets worse. Lofler, who's the Georgia senator... Not only did she sell stocks valued between 1.2 million and 3.1 million, um, she also is a former executive at the Intercontinental Exchange, and she's married to Jeffrey Sprecher. Sprecher. And, and, and I can't make this up. This man is a chairman of the New York Stock Exchange. No way. So tell me that's not insider. Insider. Tra- that's like the epitome of insider trading. Damn, the, you, um, you connected the dots there, buddy. The other two senators is the Democratic senator from California, Diane Feinstein. Um, and Feinstein. Feinstein, however you say it. <laughs> $1.5 million to $6 million, uh, between end of January to February 18th. And then the last one is Oklahoma Senator Jim Inhofe. And that was about 400000 So there's these four senators, and a lot of people are saying that, Oh, these senators need to resign, and I think it's a clear violation of the Stock Act. Is this as who well OAC, AOC went after? Um, yeah. So AOC did tweet something today about it should even it shouldn't even be in question that um, co- uh, no, not resign. I don't know if she said resignation, but she might have said it. But one thing she was basically saying is. Congress members in general should not be allowed to buy stocks because that that uh, you know their compromises interests, compromises their interests instead of being for the people it's for their own shares and for their own um, their own uh, financial well-being so a lot of people are asking these four senators to resign if these four senators don't resign I could see them not winning the election, their upcoming election in November. I don't know which ones have elections in November. Yeah, but, and, and in um, today's in today's press briefing, Trump brushed that brushed off the question of, hey, like, do you suspect these four senators for doing um, insider trading, breaking the law? Mm-hmm. And he essentially was like, no, I know them as honorable 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 people. So I'm not going to question it. I don't know. I don't trust anyone Trump says is honorable people. That man gave Rush Limbaugh the... Uh, <laughs> man, like, I I don't trust anyone Trump says is honorable. But, yeah, I definitely think that this is just as corrupt as lobbying because lobbying, you get the special interests and uh, corporations to basically funnel money into these the, the campaigns of these... Um, these uh, members of Congress and these um these members of Congress. Sorry, it's like two thirty. I'm <laughs> blanking out. It's all good, bro. We <sighs> we got positive vibes only though. Positive vibes only, but uh, yeah. And then in the same essence, you have if they're buying stocks and they're acting in the interest congressional interest of specific companies, then um they're looking at it for their own financial benefit. So I think it definitely shouldn't happen. Um, and as AOC said, that this shouldn't be a thing. It should come to an end. And everybody that is calling for their reg- resignation, I think they're right to do so. But this should also bring up the conversation of when will we end lobbying? And I don't want to get too much. Damn, into that's a lo- bar. I don't want to get too much into lobbying. Uh, I think lobbying in general is one of the most corrupt things in this country, and it's a lot of the reason why 
people say, oh, nothing ever gets done. And I'm like, once you stop I mean, that's lobbying, facts. That's once facts. you stop lobbying, it might get done. But uh, yeah, I don't want to touch too much on lobbying. Um, so, Omar, do you have anything, any other feedback that you want to provide? Oh, on for sure. The Congre- bro, you know what happened last members? night? Yeah, what happened last night? Bro, The weekend dropped his album, bro. That's not the type of feedback I was looking for, but you're right. The weekend dropped his album. And guess what? What? I, did you think I listened to all the music? Bro, if I know you, I think you listened to the first one second and just claimed the uh, album was the greatest album of it all time. It was the best album of my life, and I only listened to the first three seconds of it. <laughs> Weekend's back, boys. Weekend's and back. Girls. Uh, Weekend's back. It is Saturday. Uh, so, or tomorrow, technically Saturday. Or it's technically Saturday today. But, um, yeah, if you're just want to chill on the weekend, listen to the weekend on the weekend. Damn, that's <laughs> a lot of weekends going on there. Uh, I mean, who knows how many more weekends this coronavirus is going to go Yo, on Yo, honestly, speaking of that, spring break has been just living and living and living and just, you've been just catching vibes down in South Beach nonstop. <laughs> and today... The governor of Florida just went off. He was just like, this is not the time to go to spring break. Where You guys need to cut it all out. Take corona seriously. Um, you know, we need, we need to uh, ban gatherings more than 10 people, even on the beach. Yeah, they're shutting down all the beaches, and right? And it's, it's just like there's people that, again, it's, it's all around the world. It's not just in the U.S., obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening here in Houston. The what's his face, Sylvester Turner, the Houston mayor. Yeah, he did a press conference today, and a lot of people are spreading fake news about, oh, Houston's gonna go on shutdown, and um, like there's these police officers that are informing people that mo- starting Monday the city's gonna be on sh- on lockdown. So um, yeah, he was pissed too, and I think even Governor Cuomo in New York was pissed. A lot of these. Uh, uh, elected officials on a state and local level, they're just upset that these people aren't taking the precautions. Uh, and you're seeing this in Italy and you're seeing this in other parts of the world that it's consuming, uh, it's taking over um, the, uh, like a lot of people are getting infected. So um, back to what you're saying about Florida. Um, yeah, this spring breakers definitely need a, <laughs> Go simmer back, down. Simmer down. There's just stats going around saying young adults aged 20 to 44 will make up nearly one third of U.S. Corona cases. So Dang. I know there's the, there's the, there's been this thought that only elderly people will be affected, mm-hmm. and that's just a, it's a false myth. Um, I think it's it's something that will is impacting a lot more people from all age groups. Obviously, it affects the elderly more uh, seriously, but it's 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 something that we all need to take precautionary measures for, um, and 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 this is this is what you hear down in South Beach. Um, let me play this for you. I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. We're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach when they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. It's doing us bad. We need 
So like that's just like a this is a dabble of of of, a, of content that we have for an example showing that <laughs> that people all around the world um, are taking this still casually and, and and like we said in the beginning of this episode um, countries like Italy countries like South Korea countries like China they've they've seen the worst side of, of mm-hmm. Corona yeah. Um, Right before we started this podcast, I actually finished watching the movie 2012. Um, oh, God. And it just, like, made me go through this aura of fear. And it also made me realize that, like, you know, all you can do is put your best foot forward. And then mm-hmm. everything is everything else is out of your control. Yeah. Um, so, for me, I now, fun like, I, I fully think Corona is serious. Yeah, I am taking social distancing seriously. I make sure that my parents are not leaving the house as much as they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've restricted, you know, going out as much and, and whatnot for the sake of my parents, my friends, my family. Um, and I think that's how the general consensus should be. Right. Um, and, and whether people agree or disagree, like people, mm-hmm. like somebody, you can't compare the death of driving on the road to corona because if you corona is an it's an invisible enemy we don't know what the factors play it's like bird box essentially (laughs) um and 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 honestly 100 percent, like we don't know all the intricacies of this virus yeah and that's what the fear and and that's what is causing you know the ultimate chaos of people running out and buying toilet paper when most people don't know why they need more toilet paper. Hey, man. I just use a low tub, so I'm chilling. Front or back? Always front. Damn. Always front. <laughs> Damn. Why would I do wash from the back? <laughs> why, are you a back? I'm a back, bro. Bro, this is the last episode of this podcast <laughs> after this. like. All right. L- let us know, listeners. Front or back? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to end things on a more positive note. Positive um, vibes only. So... One thing that I want to mention is me and Omar, uh, since we're Muslim, we uh, we were supposed to go to Jummah prayer today, but all the mo- masjids, mosques are shut down. So we weren't able to pray. It was pretty weird praying our Very abnormal, traditional. But I, I know that's not the positive part. The positive part is there is a little <laughs> piece of land, which a lot of us Muslims recognize as its own independent country called Palestine, 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 and shout out Palestine. Oh, I'm wearing a Palestine hoodie right now. So, um, yeah, we need to get sponsored by Pali Roots. Yeah, hey, we we need that Pali sponsorship. But anyways, Palestine, zero cases of Corona. Shout so out. So they can still pray in the masajid. So I saw this uh, photo, and it was a photo of all the people in line praying at the masajid. Okay. And the caption was very something very beautiful it's like the whole world doesn't recognize uh palestine as its own country but here they are making prayers for the rest of the world wow and i was just very moved by that like wow these people are just that's the ultimate bar like i i couldn't i can't drop another bar better than that at the end of the day coronavirus should show us that as a community if we look out for one another at the end of the day there will be a time where we will all go back to go into our masajid, going back to um, your temple, your your church, um, whatever the case may be. But if we 
lean on each other now and do what's right, like the, uh, the higher power God will always be with us. Um, and that's a really good way of you showcasing with Palestine is like, realistically, bro, like if, if all this stuff wasn't going on, Palestine would be, will be, would be talked about negatively on the media, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, just as it always has been. Yeah. But now things have changed. They're, I mean, they're amazing people. Amazing. Uh, I love Palestinians. So shout out to all the Palestinians there. Shout out. Um, You are always in our prayers and I'm glad that. Uh, we are in your prayers at this moment. Alhamdulillah. Um, and I would just want to close things now. Um, thank you for the tuning man gave in. A khutbah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Akula uh, <laughs> Hada. Hey man, I didn't get a khutbah today, so I have to give it now. Again, means in are not experts, but we want to spread positivity. We want to send good vibes and good visions to you guys to hopefully make a difference in this world. As we aspire to try. <laughs> hey, man. But if anything, stay Omar, safe. You talk a lot, bro. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> I think this dude talked 80% of this episode. Hey, before I was not from Yosemite. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's true. Hey, hey, we, I know, honestly. Episode we got, one or two. Tell them I'm wrong. We got way better with the audio, audio quality. Um, shout out Zoheb Mode for uh, telling us that the audio was split. Within the past few episodes, and I think we finally figured it out. We're, we're gonna figure certified we're gonna figure audio technician. We're gonna figure it out post production if it actually worked. But tell me that Omer didn't sound like Nav from Yosemite in episode like, one and in two. Episode one and two, like man was so distant. I was like, <laughs> man, I was like the flame on an island. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, but I'm back now being Travis though. It's lit. Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your husband, and hide Corona. Cause it's catching everybody out here. Wash your hands. Yeah. Don't touch yeah. your face. Yeah. Bye. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.